0: Hey and welcome to When She Leads, a podcast for women in ministry. I'm your host Brenda Leavenworth and I wanna sit around the table with you, grab a cup of coffee and consider the complexities and realities of leading as a woman. I'll be joined by an awesome team of women from across the globe and together we'll bring our experience, research, victories and of course our failures. Listen in as we confront each topic biblically and practically.
1: I think it's a reality that we're faced with um, but in the end, right, we trust the Lord that He has put us in this position and, um, you know, our confidence is in Him and we trust in His promises and just finding our strength and um, our hope, you know, um, in His faithfulness.
0: Today, along with Kelly and Jen, we're going to tackle the pastor's wife and friendships. You guys ready for that? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I have an extra shot of espresso in my coffee right now. Yeah. We're going
0: to need it today. Um, Today, we're going to tackle a very sensitive, very vulnerable topic. If you're listening and thinking, well, I'm not a pastor's wife and this isn't for me, please stay with us. We need you to hear this because we're talking about the complexities and realities of dealing with friendships in a very unique role in the church, the pastor's wife, and in particular, we want to kind of hone in into those that are married to the lead guy. So today's kind of a rare mm-hmm. glimpse behind the curtain, so <laughs> to speak, of things that maybe we wouldn't naturally just talk about. Um, there's no manual for a job description, yes. is there? It's like no. there's nowhere to look, and even in the Bible, like, okay, pastor's wife, where is that role yeah. Um, We know that our husbands, there's qualifications listed in 1 Timothy 3 for elders, for deacons, but there's nothing that talks about—I mean, we are only pastor's wives because we're married to the guy (laughs) that has been called for that purpose. And so um, we kind of want to—I want to start the show just with some stats and some things that I have read— um, just to kind of uh, give a glimpse to our listeners about what this is what we're really talking about here, because it's not ordinary friendships, right? It's specifically in this role. So New York Post put out this um, study according to one study. One in four pastors' wives don't feel that they have someone that they can confide in. Another Lifeway research um, shows that pastors, a pastor's spouse is more likely to feel lonely or without a close friend. Um, than any other people in the congregation, 69% say they have very few people that I can confide in about really important matters in my life. 56% say that they have too few friendships to make them feel emotionally connected with others. Mm -hmm. Um, What causes pastor's wives to feel this way? Another study said half of them say they are not willing to confide in others at the church because their confidence has been betrayed too many times. In other words, they've been burned. Would you guys agree with all of yes. those? <laughs> yes,
2: 100%. Yeah.
0: yeah, so most pastors' wives that that I meet and, and studies that I've read say that they maybe have one or two um, true friendships. Mm-hmm. And I would say that that's probably true, and even those ones we're, we're so nervous about them being opened up for betrayal. And and I, I would say it this way. I don't know. some A lot of times I feel lonely, and you guys would say it's been, it's been said the pastor's wife's um, role is probably the loneliest role in the church. And I would say that's true. And it's not that I don't have friends. Um, it's not that I don't have mentors. And I wouldn't even necessarily say I'm lonely, but often I feel alone. And isn't that isn't yeah. that the truth? So, what's been your experience? What about you guys? What's give me an overall feel of what you've dealt with, sort of, with friendships in the
2: ministry? Oh, well, um, I think friendships are complicated, even without being the pastor's wife. I remember when you're kids and you get the sign check here. Do you want to be my friend? Do you want to not? Let's hate, <laughs> let's hate her today. Let's not. I mean, I think circle one, circle <laughs> maybe. I, yeah, yeah. I just think they're complicated. Already, And then I think as a leader, as a pastor's wife, um, and actually just as a leader, they always, you know, quote, it's lonely at the top. But I think that kind of loneliness and leadership are two sides of the same coin sometimes. So part of that, I think, just is what it is. But I know Elizabeth Elliott said once loneliness is a required um, uh, class. For leadership, and I thought, yeah, that's that's kind of true. But I think over the years, I've had a lot of different friends. But I feel like, like you said, you've been burned. You've a lot of it has to do with expectations. I think they feel that there's so many expectations on us. They expect you to be the perfect wife, perfect bond, perfect spiritual guidance, and you're actually not sometimes a leader, but you are a leader, and um, you're with everybody, but yet. Sometimes they want to be by you and sometimes they don't want you there so that they feel like they can be themselves. And so it, it is a interesting what do you got, Jen? I think I don't know. I feel like I've have felt every category of weirdness that I've been reading about. <laughs> <laughs> what about you?
1: I well, I agree. I think friendship, like in a whole, is hard and challenging just as a human being, right? Um, and then I think too, especially for women because is a little bit more complicated than just a guy. Because <laughs>
0: we're stuff, women. Right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Um, and I remember my sister saying to me when I was in my um, like mid-20s, she said, you know, Jen, you know, when you get to the end of your life and you have three to five really good friends, consider yourself blessed. And I remember kind of scoffing at that a little bit, like, what? Only three to five? You know, like I have a ton of friends. Um but as I'm getting older I am realizing, wow, the truth just in that statement. Um, and I've had so many conversations with women before, like why is friendship so difficult? Why is it so hard to find? You know, I want a good, I want a biblical friendship. I don't want a friend who's going to pull me down. I don't want a friend who's like, you know, um, not living on fire for the Lord. And so I see just friendship and, and whole is hard. But then as a pastor's wife, it just makes things even more complicated. And I, what I found to be the most discouraging is that I don't come to that friendship with preconceived notions or expectations. I'm just coming to get a friend, um, and to be a friend. But unfortunately, because of my position and because of who my husband is, it's that's not reciprocated. So that's where I find the most discouraging. It's like, no, but I'm not looking at you that way. You know, like I just want to be a friend. And- <laughs> and it's not it's not the same come to find out
0: you know yeah, yeah. So. and there are some reasons that that it's not the same and i i kind of wrote down maybe some things that like just to just to kind of get the ball rolling that we deal with and these are just true you you guys can add to this but some of the things we deal with um i know that even other staff pastors wives elders wives in in our churches um aren't open with us or vulnerable with us in, in the senior pastor you know, wife role. Um, and for good reasons. You know, sometimes our husband's their boss. Mm -hmm. Um, they might think like, oh, if I open up to her, she's gonna, she's gonna say something to her husband. Other leaders or staff members may feel intimidated. Yeah. Um, that's something we deal with. Other things are other leaders are afraid to confront us, even when we need it. I think sometimes like Hey, I might need a rebuke, but maybe someone's like nervous about uh, approaching us. Right. So, we're we're not being confronted when needed. Um we deal with wanting um people wanting access to our husband so they can be uh that voice or they can give their opinion. They think if they give it to you, yeah. then you're going to turn around and give it to their husband. Um, people are seeking friendship sometimes from pastor's wife to get inside information and these are these are just things we deal with. Mm-hmm. Um or the same, people become our friends because they want a position or a title. Mm-hmm. So all these things we're continuing to deal with. There's unrealistic expectations, like you said, Kelly, um, put on us or our children. It's like, oh, you're the pastor's wife. You should be running the m- women's ministry. Oh, you're the pastor's wife. You should be singing on the stage. We've all yeah. dealt with that. It's it's supposed like, to be perfect. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you it's like, spend five min- minutes with me. I yeah. will just— you know, settle all those yeah. things right at once, <laughs> right? Um,
2: people I, wanna... had some, I had somebody actually come to my house when my children were little and read a four-page thing on what a horrible mom I was and in all the ways oh, that I was nice. doing it. I almost never recovered. <laughs> I can still tell you the point. You said. It's, like so it's, it's like, it's oh taken my gosh, years. How are you to tell me this? Yeah. So
1: I had the same. I had the same thing, Kelly. Yeah, so really. I had someone come and yeah, read me a three-three-page letter yeah. that they had written about, you know, things I wasn't doing, things they wanted me to be doing, you know, how I was as a mom, how I was as a a wife. And
2: I'm just like, what? It's pretty shocking because you you would never do that to them. So I even had a pastor once. My husband is really quiet. So as far as vulnerable, I guess he's vulnerable, but he's a quiet guy anyways. He just doesn't share a lot of uh, personal stuff. And he had all the pastors somewhere, and he did share just that him and I were going through a rough spot, you know, fighting. I didn't even share what it was about, just pray for us. We're And a few weeks later, I had one of those pastors who's no longer one of our pastors, but he came to me, basically to my office, and and told me to get my act together so that church uh, could get blessed again. Like, it was my—and I'm looking at him like, what what are you talking about? And found out that Brian had just shared, Hey, pray for it. <laughs> Brian was livid. Um, so I, he's very, I don't even know if he would ever share that again because of right. that. And like he goes, I never even said it was your fault. Like, that's not what yeah. I said. So they all think they have a right to. Yeah. Tell us. And <laughs> it's
0: really, it, it really can be difficult because I mean, if only we could share all the emails and letters, yeah. <laughs> we could just post them publicly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You don't want to. you don't want that,
0: but any pastor's <laughs> wife listening to us knows exactly what we're talking about. Another thing is that um, they want us to be vulnerable, but really, what we've discovered, what pastors' wives have discovered, is they really can't handle that, no. they're, because they're looking to us for leadership. And that doesn't mean that we should share. That just means sometimes people want us to be real and share, but uh, but not really. Yeah. To to a point, all of us have dealt with that. Uh, people treating us as a position instead of a person, that yeah. one's a huge one for me. Yeah. There are, how many rooms have you been in where you're like, I'm a person. Yeah, I'm not a position. I have feelings. Yeah. You hurt my feelings. Yeah.
2: I think you're always on. That's the problem. Even if that's like it's not, say, a women's ministry event or something that you're part of, you being there, you're always on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so they're expecting something from you even when you're you're just adjoining the baptism. But if there's a problem or this or that, you're on. Like you're yeah. just never
0: not yeah. that. I remember once, because we talked about on this show that we were gonna share our failures too. So <laughs> <laughs> here goes. I never said that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So I remember once I was with a group of young leaders, and okay, I'm just gonna say it in a group of young mm-hmm. girls, you always get on the subject of sex, <laughs> right? So I decided I was going to be vulnerable, and I shared oh. openly. Oh. Yeah, right? Oh. Stupid. <laughs> so so I shared openly, and that Sunday, as I'm sitting in the congregation, oh, I'm my looking gosh. up at my husband, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, all they're going to think about it's is what the I things said. that I shared. Yeah.
2: yeah. And even though,
0: even though it might have been profitable, like just having yeah. a discussion, that you could actually have that vulnerable discussion. in for my position, it was like, that was not wise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's
2: always their pastor, you know, no matter Yeah. No matter what. So. Another
0: thing we deal with is being judged and sized up constantly. Um, and we live in a fishbowl. You know, you guys have just talked about living in a fishbowl. I've had people come to me, it's like, Do you know how many cookies your kids took off the table? It's like, lady, I've got way <laughs> bigger issues than how many cookies my kids are eating. Um you know, you've got the ones you know, you were looking funny at me across the room, you know, you don't like me. It's like, what? Yeah. Like I'm just trying to get to church today. Yeah. You never know what's going on. Yeah. You know, we're trying yeah. to have a great marriage. We're trying to be good parents all while trying to run ministry daily with all the critique and all the complaints that come in. Um, and we never know, you know what what's going to um what's going to be there, you know what's going to happen and um, People—we deal with people at our churches that are angry. We deal with people that are trying to take us down. We're dealing with people that are really, you know, can be against us, but yet they're still at our churches. Like, And these are things that people don't really know. You know, I I've often wondered. I've asked Ted sometimes, like, when can we actually pick a fight? Because you know, you study on Mondays and Tuesdays, and then yeah. um, and then you've got church on Wednesday, and then you've got What's something your on day? Sunday. You have to like, schedule it. Yeah. In. <laughs> like, can you just tell me when I can like really let you have it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but it, that's true, right? You're having a fight, and then it's like Sunday keeps coming. You yeah. you still have to go out and minister. I remember um, one person writing me a, a really hurtful letter saying how I had hurt her and that I wasn't there for her in a time of need. And here's the thing. What she didn't know is I was going through probably <laughs> one of the hardest times. You know, Kelly, I was dealing with my parents. My mom had just died. My dad, we went through a horrific time with my dad um, being in and out of um, uh, psych wards, basically, because he had dementia so bad. He had to be locked up. It was dangerous. He was trying to jump out of my car. like. And I remember telling this lady, like, Wasn't there for you when you moved? Like, I haven't been there for my family for two years. Like you just don't know what that pastor's
2: wife is is going through. Yeah. And so Or or you didn't know. I get that a lot Mm -hmm. angry at me that I didn't come to this or that or support them in this, or that person died and I wasn't there for him. And I usually don't even know what happened. You know what I mean? No one's even told me. They haven't told me. You're just expected to know. And that one happens a lot. And I think, I think too, people don't realize everything they say about your church affects you, whether you're involved in it, like, oh, your nursery is horrible. As a pastor's wife, you take that on, don't you guys? Because mm-hmm. you want everybody to be happy. You want everybody to please. So every single stinking thing, complaint they say about your church, we take personal. Maybe you guys don't. Right. That's not a good thing. I'm not saying that we should, but it is what it is. And so— yeah, um, you
0: kinda have to learn how to have tough skin a little, don't you? Because yeah. like if we don't, we're gonna be crushed. Mm-hmm. Like let's just be honest. And
2: um I've had seasons of crushedness. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all have. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I don't think we would be human if we didn't admit that we haven't yeah. had those seasons of uh, feeling crushed. And you know, I definitely um I think in coming out of that season where I felt I just want to say, peace out. I, You know, <laughs> I'm done. Um, you know, I don't I don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. My heart wasn't in the right place. Um, you know, I just went through some stuff. I, too, you know, had gone through just a, well, first of all, this last year and a half, we've all gone through a lot, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so anyway, so I just had to really have a come to Jesus moment and remind myself, like, you just continue to be who God's created you to be. Yeah. And you push through, you know, the the position that you're in, keep your eyes on Jesus, yeah. push through all of those criticisms, you know, all of the complaints, um, all of the discouraging letters that you get, keep your eyes on Jesus because he is why we're doing this, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and so I've also had to learn recently to have a healthy, um, just a healthy distance mentally and emotionally with the church, because you can take things so personally, you know, I mean, you help um, women go through miscarriages, you help, you know, people who have lost loved ones. And, um, and so you're giving all that you have, your, your whole family is, (laughs) you know, in this to win it, so to speak, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's hard not to take it personal. Um, But just for me, just reminding myself, Hey, look, these yeah. other women are growing just like I am. Yeah. And we right. have to have grace for them just like the grace I want for myself because you can't get so jaded so quickly. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and I think that's why friendship is so important. I'm so glad that we're talking about this because there is a way to have a biblical friendship as the pastor's wife. But I think it takes intentionality and I think it takes prayer and then walking in wisdom. You know, just like that one time, Kelly or, um, or Brenda, you would just share that you had <laughs> said something about your husband and then he's up teaching on a Sunday morning and you're like, Oh crap, maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, you know just remembering like, yeah, we have to be sure that we respect our husbands, the city gate, you know, as scripture yeah. tells us. So we don't want to um, you know, do anything that could that could right. risk yeah. that, you know. We hold
0: the uh, hand, but, we hold the reputation of our husbands in the palm of our hands. Yeah. yeah. You know, what yeah. we say is what people are gonna think.
2: I agree yeah, with you. I absolutely. think I think the loneliness, when if you focus on that, I think it's really easy to jump into the poor me. Mm-hmm. I don't have friends. I don't like, I think that's just normal for everybody. But then, I mean, yeah. when you look in scripture, I think of David, I think of Paul. And I Those two as leaders, I was just, when I was studying my own um, a few years ago and kind of revisiting it, looking at them as leaders and what did they do for encouragement and did they have friendships, I love, I mean, three times for Paul and I think for David too, it'll say like once when they were going through something, twice when Paul was sitting in prison, they encouraged themselves in the Lord. So there'll that. be seasons of friendships and there are seasons of not friendships. I mean, when you've been doing it as long as all of us, they they come and go, you know, and the Lord knows that. So I think uh, one of the keys, again, is stop focusing on ourselves when we get in that because mm-hmm. it doesn't help. And strengthen ourselves in the Lord. And um, I, I think I look at Paul and all, he had tons of friends. He's always talking about him, but again, he was their leader. I mean, it would appear his closest friend was like Timothy, but that's even in a mentor mm-hmm. kind of relationship, right? And so yeah. um, they were more in service and stuff like that. And again, I think being a leader like that is, um just comes with lonely challenges. But I think even studying this yesterday and talking about all the things that pastor's wife's face, and yesterday when we Zoomed, I got all depressed after our (laughs) Zoom call. I was like, yeah, this is, yeah, I do feel rejected. Like, you think all that, and then it's just like, wait a second, Lord, this, again, it's how do I strengthen myself in you? And then I'm looking at, we always look at Christ as our model for everything, and He's a great a biblical model for friendship right i mean his death on the cross was the most um laying down his life for a friend is the most heroic act as right. a friend and so that yeah. uh humility and all that and i look at him and uh, real quickly i just had like he loves without limits he prays he supports he encourages uh walking in forgiveness because we can become jaded um the challenging each other with the iron and iron, truthful, honest, vulnerable. I mean, when Christ was in the garden and He's like, hey, you guys, I'm exceedingly sorrowful. Please pray for me. Um, talk about vulnerable and openness. And what did they do? They fell asleep. And so anything that I feel like we feel if we're betrayed, which we deal with if we— um you know, we're hurt by all that. He's experienced every mm-hmm. single one of those. And he continued yeah. to forgive and to love um, and to be vulnerable and to be honest. And so I always have to go back to that and and right. look at him as my model.
0: Well, and I think the thing that we we all understand in this circle at this table, and and many of us listening understand is that we've already laid down our lives. We've already given up our lives to walk in this in these shoes. And that's so important because at the end of the day, it's like, okay, you know, maybe I don't have really good friends or maybe I'm feeling lonely in this position, but I can go to the Lord. He can be my strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You know, just realizing, no, I've already laid my my life down. I'm already a, a dead woman walking. And so that's really helpful to then be able to minister and I'm here for a reason. This mm-hmm. this just isn't my friends club. This is not my we're, home. Yeah, we're 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 privileged to have this. You know, we can also talk about that. I mean, we're yeah. talking about the difficulties of these friendships, but we're also very privileged oh. to to be in this role extremely. Um, but before we sort of get into, you know, what can we do in in the healthy things, I just want to point out one more thing because um uh, I read this thing, and it just really shocked me, and I think with recent news, we'll we'll all identify with this, and I think people need to hear this, but you know what? Uh, as pastor's wives, our mistakes, the dumb things we do, the dumb things we say we, that you can't get back, they're so public. Everything we do is public, and I know you guys know, if I'm in a worship service and, and I shed one tear, I have someone coming up to me, are you Okay. And I saw you crying. It's like, no, I was just worshiping the Lord. (laughs) You know, there's just things that's like, we do things that are embarrassing to us. We go home and we second guess everything we say. Why did I say that? Why did I, you know, why did I handle that situation? Or I was caught, caught off guard there. But listen to this that I read. The risk of depression and suicide among pastors, church planters, and their families, their family members is more common than some would realize. Another pastor's wife shared... I've had pastor's wife's friends who have become suicidal, pastor's wife's friends who want to quit, pastor's wife's friends who have walked out the door on their marriage and their children because of the hurt they felt from ministry. To continually put yourself out there is exhausting. For a lot of pastor's wives, you are constantly told, make yourself vulnerable, do this, do that, but there is a point in time where you need to get self-care, where you need to be ministered to, built up, and poured into. And I think that's true. If we're not being poured into, if we're not being—and I don't don't like that word, you know, self-care, but you guys know what I mean. Like, if we're not being poured into, if we're not being—if we're not in His Word, if we're not strengthened, I think about, you know, in Ephesians 6, the armor of God, you know, if we don't have our armor on, we will never make it in this role. Mm -mm. I agree.
1: Well, and I think, too, part of that strengthening comes in community. I mean, we weren't created to live a lonely, isolated life. We were created to be in community. And so I think as a pastor's wife, you're oftentimes crying out for that friend that can encourage you, that can strengthen you, that can hold up your arms. Um, And then when you can't find that necessarily in the church, then it becomes even more depressing and it becomes even more lonely. And then you, you go, okay, well, what do I do? And so, you know, for me personally, my greatest friends are pastor's wives outside of the church. And I had to be really intentional with that. Um, very intentional. Like, you know, if another pastor's wife and I met and we clicked. We would make it, you know, intentional to talk to each other and to text each other and to keep up with each other so I will say, even though it's difficult to have maybe that type of friendship within the church, you can definitely have that type of friendship outside of the church. And sometimes I think that's healthier because then you can share things and get counsel and get advice. And they really don't know that person or they don't, you know, you're not going to ruin or divide another friendship uh, within the church. And that was always my struggle. Even if I found that really great friend within the church, I still wouldn't share information with her because I wouldn't want to ruin her friendship or view of someone else. Um, and so I think, you know, I have three to four really, really great pastor's wife friends. And we talk all the time and we text and, you know, I'll call and say, pray for me. I'm really struggling today where I have a situation. How, you know, how should I handle it? Right. Um, so I think you can have those friendships. that is achievable, but I think you have to define your, your, your definition of friendship
0: right,
1: and what that means to you. And I think we've, we've covered that, right. Greater love is no man than this that he laid down his life for his friend. That's, that's a biblical friend. And I think that's what we're all looking for. Right. Um, and then being intentional to achieve that, like, Hey, I need a friend. I'm going to go, I'm going to find one, you know, right. I'm going to connect with that person. But I think that can be discouraging when they're not here to have coffee with. They're not here to see on a Sunday morning to give a hug. Right. And you're right. it's, you're not together. I can't touch them.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah
1: exactly. And I think that I feel that like, can
2: get disturbed. That's something we have, I think we have to trust the Lord into, because sometimes we think we need those friends, and God thinks we need these friends. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think there's friends that we go have coffee with, and and maybe we can't share this or that. And then there's those others outside of the church that almost like more like mentor where you can't. I don't know. I've just always prayed because if I'm praying, Lord, I really need this. And then he brings something very unlikely to me. Yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, you right. know, I need that. You know, right. I don't know. I think we and just look at friends
1: can be so encouraging. Yeah, the, yeah. The friendship girls that you just have coffee with or whatever. I mean, those those can be very encouraging and strengthening. Right, For, but for sure. but for but, me as a
0: senior pastor's wife, I know what Jen's saying is yeah. like. You know, I want someone that walks in my shoes because you know, Kelly, and you right. and I have had conversations where I don't need to fill you in. You get the role. Mm-hmm. You understand right. the pressures. You understand right. there's things that we can't share. You understand that there's vulnerabilities that we have to face. There's criticisms that we've—you you know. <laughs> you get it. Mm-hmm. And so when I have friends with other senior pastors' wives, and and they're godly for the most part. You know, usually, like, I'll pick godly friends that can tell me the hard things so that if I'm out of line— They can say, well, you know, have you considered this, Mm -hmm. or maybe you're taking that too personally, or, you know, they can help me along. Yeah, and I think what you said, the biblical, you know, that we want to have true biblical friendships. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are the things that that I think of, and a couple things that I just wrote down, you know, like pastor's wife do's and don'ts. You know, one, like we want to be praying, like you said, Kelly, we want to pray through that. Um, we want to realize that we're privileged. We don't want to give up on people ever. Yep. Um. I think that you. I think you said it, Kelly. That we have to learn how to forgive because yeah. We're, yeah. if we're hurt and we allow the hurt to stay, um, we are going to be bitter. Yeah. Cynical, pastors' cynical wives, and we've yeah. seen that. Yeah. Over and over and yeah. over again, where there's just someone will talk, and you're like, man, they have not dealt with their conflict. They're bitter, resentful. And and we have to deal with those things as they come up. We need to get help when needed. Yeah, I think that's a big one. If you need counseling, if you need biblical counseling, if you need um, help, you need to get help when when we need it because it can get very serious and it can really ruin us um, if we don't yeah. deal with it in a healthy in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. What do you guys what would, what
2: advice would you give women that are to choose your friends wisely? I mean scripture's pretty clear about that. Use wisdom and discernment, you know. Um uh, I was listening to something that Kay Warren was saying, and she was giving these tips for pastors' wives to how to find their friends. And I guess I in my head I've never like, I'm gonna go find a friend today. So they were kind of funny tips, but one of them was <laughs> um, don't pick uh, a new Christian. Um, if you're thinking that you want to be able to because that almost becomes more like of a mentor thing. They're not going to. But the other one was, look for people who don't need you. And I, I kind of thought that was interesting. And I think that just develops over time. You can't just go out and find that. But someone who's not, they don't have an agenda. They don't need you to be to get to the pastor. You know, They just truly want to be your friends. And um, let's see. Don't be obviously exclusive. Like... I just think you're setting yourself up if you do that. Like these are, I have three best friends. Everybody knows it. And you call them your best friend. And it's like a thing. You're just setting, because mm-hmm. people get jealous and weird. Um, I don't even know if the church would know who my, some of them would, but who I would consider my best friends. I don't even use that language really. Or the closest to me, because you want to guard right. that. So I think that's, I don't know, that's a Well, tip. you don't want to example clicks. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, right? I mean, you, yeah, so like this is no, my and that's, that's the hard thing is because you you do hang out with everybody in all different age groups and all different seasons of life because you love them, and that's what we want to do. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's it's not an exclusive thing. Yeah. Um, and that can frustrate some women too because they want to be your exclusive person in your life, but I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not going to have that, you know?
2: Yeah. But yeah.
1: I think for me, just remembering – Um. <laughs> Just coming back to humility and you know, forgiving, remember like remembering like or reminding myself, like I'm sure I've hurt other people. <laughs> I know <laughs> I have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I don't want to get too crass here, but it's kinda like my poop stinks too, you know, like I've I've hurt people unintentionally. I have, you know, done things, you know, that other women could say, Wow. She really hurt me. You know what I mean? And unintentionally, of course, I would never purposely do anything, but just remembering like, Hey, I've been hurt, but you know what? I'm sure I've hurt other people too. And it's life and walk in forgiveness. And I think grace is a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tend to like be really weighted and take all the responsibility and not really think I deserve God's grace. Um, but Living in God's grace and then remembering to give God's grace, you know, yeah. has been a big thing for me. Kathy and Lori did a great teaching on friendship. Um, I listened to it years ago, um, and it was really, really life-giving. I, maybe I can find it. You can put the link up Yeah, somewhere. that'd be
0: fantastic.
1: Um, but she talked about having—I um, I don't even actually want to say it because I don't— I. I know I'm going to butcher it, but she said she was talking about having like three friends, like having a Paul, having a Silas, having a Barnabas, you know, when they each did different things, like a friend that could mentor you and really like hold you accountable and speak into your life, like, Hey, that's thin you know, or whatever. And then a friend that you could just be friends with. Really, you can just go to the pool, you can go to the beach. It's easy. Um, and so I thought that was really valuable for me and really like giving.
0: Wait, I need um, the Barnabas example. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I, I, don't, I, I don't even know if that's right. Okay. I told Might you. Be no, in Timothy. I
2: no, I think that's <laughs> no, I think that's right. Cause then you have one then that's you have your encouragement. My husband always says I do that. I I have a friend and I expect he does it in a circle. Like there's A, B, C, and I have a friend that I've put in the A circle, but that friend really should be in the C circle and that I expect uh-huh. things like an like from this circle. From a friend from status. Well, yeah, so. because they're not reciprocal or this, and I get hurt and I get this. And he's like, but that's just them. You can't expect them to be that. And so that's the value of having all different friends. Yeah. Some you just want to go to the pool with. If I had a pool, I'd go to the pool. Or, you know, <laughs> and then there's ones you need to be your encourager. And then there's ones the mentor. So there's different seasons and and things. Right. But I think we need to recognize the difference between acquaintances and friends. I think that's where I get in trouble. I'm a very loyal person. If I'm your friend, I'm going to be your friend forever. And that's not everybody. And sometimes, you know, like I said, I expect things they expect from me. And I probably are Mm -hmm. expecting—they don't understand pastor's wife stuff. They don't understand my needs, and I'm expecting them to, so then I'm hurt. And so, right. I mean, I'm guilty of doing that yeah. as well. So,
0: and no one can it. No one. We can't really expect anyone except for another no. senior pastor's wife to understand this. Some of the awkward things we deal with, and we we had talked a little bit about this um, prior to this show. But um, things that we deal with and that people may not know. You know, um, we we've talked about this when you walk into a small group and the women will say, "Oh, the pastor's wife's here. Be on yeah. your best behavior." And yeah. then everybody in the group stops talking because yeah. they won't be honest or real when you're in the group. And then, as a person, you feel so awkward. Like, gosh, what did what yeah. did I do that you can't be a real yeah. person? I just don't
2: do that. It backfires.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so difficult. Or you know, just different things that we deal with. What are some of the awkward things that like people have maybe put on you that you think, gosh, this was so. Um, it's so it's so hard. This is the kind of things that we deal with.
2: I don't know if this is awkward or just hurtful, but I get it. Like you you have a group of friends, you think you're friends, you think you're kind of, I don't know, not one of them, but you think you're friends. But then when they do everything social, you're never included. Like you're always the person they call for advice or wisdom or they need something. But yet when they're going out to have a girl's night or friends, you're never included And um, sometimes, I mean, that's hurtful, but then you're like, something about your presence being there just changes everything up. And my husband's always saying, Kelly, they don't want their pastor's wife there, but they're my friends. They're my (laughs) friends. They don't want their pastor's wife there. So you never stop being that. But they do expect you to know everything about every part of your church. I mean, even Sunday, we had an issue at one area, somebody started punching somebody. Yeah, it was obviously oh. and some lady comes running up to me and she's got the fight club. Security. Where's security? And I'm like, what's security? And like I, <laughs> I didn't even know what you talk. So it's you're just expected to know yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. Well
1: and I have a friend I have a friend who um, was an associate pastor's wife for quite a few years. And she like all the other pastors' wives, they were all friends. They all went out and did stuff together. They'd go get pedicures. They'd go to lunch. They'd go to coffee. Just had a really good friendship with each other. And this is other, like, elders and pastors' wives in the church. And um, the lead pastor had to step away, so her husband was the one who filled that position. And he became the lead pastor. And all of a sudden, like, just even within a few weeks, she had heard that her girlfriends went out and went to coffee and went shopping. And, you know, she began to, like text them and call and say, Hey, why, you know, why didn't you invite me? Why, you know, uh, why didn't you tell me we were going to do that? And they were like, well, um, and so immediately, and this is even with other elders and pastors that were within the same church, even just, you know, the friendship completely changed. Um, and so that was really hurtful for her and a huge surprise because she's like, I was friends with these ladies for years, you know, they were my closest friends. But as soon as her husband became the lead pastor, it just changed everything. Yep. The whole the whole friendship shifted, and so I think that's a reality mm-hmm. that really, unless you're a lead pastor's wife, they don't see it, they don't get it, they don't understand it, um, and that can be really lonely. Just mm-hmm. even in that, because you even look here, you know, the other pastors' wives at your church you want to look to them to be a friend and to have a friendship with and to have that relationship, you know, and sometimes you can't really even have that within, right. Your own leadership structure in your church. So I think it's, you know, it's a reality that we're faced with. um, But in the end, right. We trust the Lord that he has put us in this position and um, you know, our confidence is in him and just trust in his promises and just finding our strength and, um, our hope,
0: you know, um, in his yeah. faithfulness. Amen. Mm-hmm. So. Hey, I, I have a list for people who are listening that maybe some things that they can kind of contemplate and think through. But before I do that, is there anything else that, that you guys wanted to share or or sort of get out um before we wrap <laughs> get this up? Our chest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it
2: becomes a therapy session. <laughs> I, you know, I just keep going back to, to back to one verse. Um, Luke, of any I don't know. Any friendship tip, Luke 631, you know, we know it as a golden rule, as you want men to do to you, you do to them. Mm-hmm. I think um, I need to practice that, and I'd love if people practice that to me, you know, reciprocally. But I think that's a way to live our lives, right? Amen. So. Yeah.
0: Jen, anything else that Jen- you had that you wanted
1: to— no, I think we've depressed our listeners
2: enough. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. Get, I, I gotta go lay down. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, we all gosh. need to go to lunch after yeah. this. Oh my go God. eat some chocolate.
1: You know, what I do love is that you can be in that spot of loneliness and being depressed and all of that, but then by God's grace, all mm-hmm. of that can change. And yep. His mercies are new every morning. And yeah. you're like, okay, I didn't really see the light at the tunnel, but I guess there is one. Right. So, yeah.
2: You know, Perspective.
1: The listeners too. I love what you said about self care and um, and getting help when you need it. That's so important. Yeah. Um, and maybe we put some links up on the website of people that we would suggest. You know, maybe good idea for um, them to be able to contact and stuff. Because um, I th- I do think that's just so important. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think ladies you are just going to appreciate the raw conversation where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Like you guys oh, I know. deal. We're
1: gonna go well, Ladies, why? Never <laughs> Let's not
2: go to their church. We should tell somebody on them. <laughs> I I don't know any pastor's
0: wife who has had it, you know, completely easy. Some things that listeners can do that uh, number one, pray, pray for your pastor's (laughs) wife. She needs it desperately. I love when people come to me and say, Hey, we pray for you regularly. I'm like, Thank you. You know, please don't stop. Please don't stop. Understand they are human. They have feelings, hurts. They go through trials. They're under an incredible amount of pressure especially right now what we're going through with this pandemic they pastors mm-hmm. wives are under an unprecedented amount of pressure and their husbands are under more pressure than they have ever had in their entire ministry lives don't expect them to be your best friends but be friendly um, one of the things i was saying is pay attention to her body language her face you know is your pastor's wife exhausted is she sad is she stressed you know, give her an encouraging word. Help be part of the solution and don't add to the pressure. That's what I would say. Know that for every letter you think of sending, other people are sending them too. Um, so be be part of the solution, not not the problem. Defend her to others. When you're in a group where people decide they want to just pick apart the pastor's wife, you defend her. You know, stop, stop that slander from happening. Um, don't yeah. complain to her. There's a difference between... Someone pointing out a critique with a solution in ministry. Um, don't don't complain though. Just complain or use her to get to her husband. Don't yeah use your her position to get something. Um, understand that we minister to people often who dislike, disagree with us, even conspire against us at all times, and they continue to stay. You know, know that we're dealing with that every single day. We're dealing with that. And that we are under constant criticism. Mm -hmm. I think just people knowing, because here's the thing I know about pastors' wives we mostly live in silence because we don't want to burden the people with maybe something we have going on personally. And that's part of our calling. We're not going to burden the people, we're not going to be so real as to just, you know, share every. Um, ounce that's in our hearts Um, sometimes there's wisdom in keeping that stuff between us and the lord that doesn't mean that we're still not going through it mm-hmm. it just means that we're not going to always you know be completely um, open and bare and naked before the entire congregation
2: and understand that they are never at liberty to share all those things with you you right. know about a situation even if they've come to you you can't share everything
0: that this is true um, so, all right. As we're wrapping up the show today, we wanted to maybe get into uh, giving some helpful books. Maybe there's something that you guys can know. You know that you guys can share um, on where to go. We've given some things, and we'll put those in the links. But the, what are the some Bible's other things? Good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Bible. There the, was a book called the, "Leading, Leading" or something to the effect of "Leading with a Limp." Did you guys ever yeah. hear of that? I no. thought that sounded intriguing, and there
2: was another one, and I don't—I didn't it, write down the one title. There's one, "Friendships of Women," I think okay. by Karen Mains It's an old one. It was okay. I haven't found one that I love, actually, because we're um, all still trying to figure it out. Well, Kelly, I, That's I, what. I guess you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When someone um, figures it yeah.
0: out, write a book, please, because yeah. <laughs> we all desperately need it.
2: Yeah, I really, honestly, for myself, I just keep looking back at the example of Christ and His model. I, I don't think we can go wrong if we do that. I mean books are helpful obviously, but right if the book does that
0: right <laughs> should I write that? And I guess that that would be the thing, right It's like especially in this intimate issue it's like you got to go to Christ yeah I don't know that there's a book around that I mean, there's some stuff on being wounded in yeah. ministry um, from people and, and dealing with all of that but there's one book called Help I'm the Pastor's Wife
2: um, oh, I think I think, yeah. I, re- I, think uh, I read that one too. Was it Ray Ray Ortland? Portland's Wife, yeah, that wrote yes, that, yeah. I have that book, it's a men's, yeah, that, that's a
1: good one. The men's writing that's a short, easy read. I'm not a reader, I don't like I I have probably 15 books on my nightstand that I maybe got through the first chapter or two or whatever. Um, so I want to be a reader, I think I'm a reader, but I'm actually not. At all. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I try. So, we need I a
0: pastor's be, wife pop up book with K- the pictures, K- actually. Kate <laughs> Warren,
2: Kay Warren wrote one for Pastor's Wives. I think it was called Sacred Privilege, if I, I could have made that up, but right. I think so. And K. I would say it was encouraging. Yeah. Kay Smith has yeah. one that's called
0: Privileged, too. Kay Smith yeah. has one that's called Privileged that was pretty decent, too. Yeah. Alrighty, well, thank you for joining us at the table today. We hope you find this content helpful to you wherever you serve. If you have a topic that you'd like us to discuss, please email us at whensheleadspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at whensheleads. Join us next time at the table as we discuss how to raise up leaders. Until then, remember to lead people to know, love, and serve Jesus.